You're listening to KFUL, Fullerton's best sports talk on 690 The Position. Everybody hurts sometimes. Welcome back to Morning Sports Talk with the Shock Jock Hawk. Final segment here on KFUL, Fullerton's best satire sports talk. And I got to hand it to my producer, Ron Doggy Aaron, bumping back from the break with some REM, Everybody Hurts. Yeah, it's a little on the nose, Ron Doggy, but it's fitting nonetheless because, yes, it's true. Everybody hurts sometimes, and that everybody is all of us in the great town of Fullerton, and that sometime is right now because what we all witnessed on the soccer pitch at Midland Elementary School over the weekend was a travesty. Here we have the Neon Cheetahs, our Neon Cheetahs, the pride of Fullerton, U8 girls rec soccer coming into the match against the Lavender Ladybugs with a perfect 8-0 record. And then what happens this weekend? Utter disaster. Just an abomination of girls U8 rec soccer. And I don't know if these girls didn't get enough syrup on their egos or if they watched too much YouTube the night before, but they simply were not ready to play. And to me, the buck stops with the head coach. And before I call for the coach's job, and I will, remember that this segment is brought to you by Miracle Pill. If you listen to Sports Talk Radio, then you undoubtedly suffer from erectile dysfunction, obesity, baldness, and a crippling addiction to gambling. Now, what if I told you that one pill twice a day could cure all of those things and stop your impending divorce? Introducing Miracle Pill by Johnson & Johnson, Take one easy-to-swallow tablet every 12 hours between yelling at the TV and working the waiver wire in your fantasy league and watch that belly disappear, your hair grow back, your desire to bet on anything that moves fade away, and that useless thing between your legs that you haven't seen in 10 years go from 6 to midnight. Miracle Pill reminds you that there is no cure for being a Sports Talk Radio listener until now. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA, and please consult a non-licensed doctor before starting Miracle Pill. Now look, I get that the coach is an unpaid volunteer parent and that these are 7- and 8-year-old girls, but are we asking too much for this guy to dislodge his head from his backside and get these kids in position to win? Hey coach, I got news for you. You're fired. Pitiful effort from top to bottom, but as the old saying goes, you can't fire the players, so you fire the coach. Hey coach, own it, wear it, beat it. All right, you've heard my take. Now let's get to yours. Let's fire up the blowers, Ron Doggy, and get out to Ryan and San Juan Capistrano. Ryan, you are on 690, the position. What's on your mind today? Hey, Shock Jock Hawk. Thanks for having me on. Longtime caller, first-time listener. I hate to be this guy, but I told you so. Everybody loses, and guess what? You lost. The only thing more pathetic than that performance from the Cheetahs is you. This show sucks, and so do you, Shock Jock Hawk. Why don't you come down to San Juan and watch soccer on real grass instead of those dirt fields you play up in Fullerton? We pay our taxes down here, you Fullerton scum. I'll take your comments off the air, Cooks. Wow, what a pitiful call from a typical South Orange County jack wagon. Hey, producer Ron Doggy Aaron, feel free to never put that guy on my call screen ever again, or you'll be joining the Neon Cheetahs coach in the unemployment line. And on that note, that's going to do it for our show. Up next, Adam Hawk and Ryan Engel will take over mid-mornings on KFUL with the Fellowship. See you tomorrow. Welcome to the Fellowship. My name is Adam Hawk, joined as always by Ryan Engel. And wow, 
What a lead-in from the very fired-up Shock Jock Hawk this morning. After that surprising loss for the Neon Cheetahs this past weekend, we here on The Fellowship have a little bit more perspective when it comes to kids' sports, so don't expect that same kind of venom on this show. But we will briefly cover the game and the loss a little bit later on. But first, I have to say thank you, Ryan Engel, for putting a shirt back on. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) What do you want from me, dude? I'd like an explanation because here's what happened today at the office. You come in in your Ford van. What is it? A Sprinter? Is that what it's called? Or is that Transit? Transit. Sprinter's what? Mercedes? Yeah. Okay. You think I can afford a Sprinter van? All right. So you come in in your Ford Transit van, a van that on this very podcast you have bragged about, boasted about, really. Never ever washing. And then you go and do a full on scrub down detail of said van. Took you a while, which is fine. It's great. The van looks immaculate. But then for some reason, at 1027 in the morning, you re enter the premises of the office, our showroom, our store, our place of business, and you do two things. You remove your shirt and then you go grab an Australian coffee, aka a beer at 10:27 in the morning and I don't think you put your shirt back on until noon lunchtime. So thank you for putting a shirt back on and are you drunk right now? No, nice little buzz. I was sweating bolts out there. I wore jeans and a mock neck long sleeve shirt and said, "Fuck it, I'm going to wash this beast." Was it that bad? No, it was fine. You sat around drinking beer with no shirt on at 11 in the morning for quite a while. Were you fighting back your <laughs> tendencies? Okay, again, that will get edited out. (laughs) Yeah, we're three minutes into recording this part of the episode, and already I'm going to have to bleep a lot, but why did you wash the van? Fun update for the viewers at home. The fence project in the front yard. We made a lot of headway. The fence is done, ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to say. Painting it was quite the task. It was the first time I've used an industrial sprayer. And what I learned about the industrial sprayer is, yes, the actual action of painting is much easier and you get a better finish because it's very uniform, but shit gets everywhere and the cleanup is no joke. And by shit getting everywhere, it means spraying my wife's Chevy Colorado the whole driver's side of it with overspray, and then spraying my van as well. Of course, I put the van on the back burner, and I went straight into emergency car wash to get the paint off of her her whip. Came out great, polished it up. But then in noticing the van that I've had for four or five years, I'm not even quite sure, there was a couple little pitting rust spots and the plastic that they put on all these new cars nowadays, all that black bullshit. It was all weathered. And in order to get the paint off, I had to scrub a dub dub. And so once you start going on something and you're like me. Okay. That's your second bleep. Once you start going on something and you're an idiot like me, you uh, just get in over your skis and start cleaning the whole thing like a schizophrenic nightmare. So that's what happened, Hawk. I was sweating bullets. And God damn it, I earned that high life, so I'm having two. All right, very good. Today, it is the day after All Hallows' Eve, more commonly referred to in popular secular culture as Halloween. Ryan, I know you're not one to take inventory of anything that you say. When you're such a hot take artist like yourself, it's hard for you to remember everything that you say. I, for one, remember it all. And my favorite all-time take of yours is when your wife was pregnant three years ago and you looked me in the face and said, I can't wait to show all you complaining parents how easy raising a child really is. That was great. That one aged like 
gas station sushi in a heat wave. But another one of yours, another one of your takes that came out just last year when we ran down our favorite top five holidays and I had Halloween on my list, you straight up accosted me for it. You said it was a little kid's holiday. And guess what? You're right. It is. And that's what makes it so great as the parent of a little kid. So one year later, I open up my phone this morning, scroll around on Instagram, and what do I see? The entire Engel family dressed up as trolls, enjoying the ever-loving hell out of their Halloween. Do you care to retract your statement about Halloween, Mr. Dress-Up Dad Guy? No. No? Halloween sucks. You didn't have a good time last night. I had a good time last night, but that doesn't mean that it climbs up the leaderboard ahead of Easter and Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's still in last place, but it's there, and it was cool to see my daughter have a good time. When you see the the shithead teenagers who are too young to go hang out with chicks, but old enough to be fucking annoying at everything they do, that's why Halloween sucks. Those teenage boys that run around like absolute dumbasses. It must be said, and I think I speak for everyone, and I want to choose my words carefully because we're just a couple of God-fearing Christians who don't want to resort to foul language or name-calling. So I sat with this for a bit, and I tried to come up with the most polite way to say it, and here's where I arrived. Memo (laughs) to all high school kids who are out there shamelessly trick-or-treating. F*** you. Yeah. Find something cool to do, like go to a party, throw a party, have a get-together, get the fuck out of the neighborhood and get away from my little kid. What are you doing? Grabbing handfuls of shit, running around, and God forbid now, they're all on fucking e-bikes. Go home. Why are you out here in line at the doorsteps with little kids? Why are you taking up space on the crowded sidewalks? Why are you shouting cuss words as elementary school kids dressed up as Pokemon and Princess Peach are just trying to have an innocent childhood? Go home. Better yet, go to hell. And how much better would this world be if all high school kids went to hell right now? Look, I was one of you 20 years ago. I get it. I sucked too. It's not that I had a bad high school experience. Quite the opposite, actually. I loved it. But I sucked just like everyone who is 16, 17, and 18 years old suck. As soon as you realize that Santa Claus isn't real, you're done trick-or-treating. I love that rule. It's impossible not to suck at that age because it's a critical apex in life where you're old enough to have your first taste of freedom, but young enough to have absolutely zero responsibility at all. Freedom and no responsibility is an obnoxious cocktail when consumed by those who have the maturity level of a teenager. But for real, high schoolers, understand this. No one likes you. You make everything and everyone uncomfortable all the time. No one has ever been out in public at a grocery store, a movie theater, or a restaurant and seen a group of high school kids enter the scene and thought to themselves, damn, this just got a lot better. <laughs> Everyone is instantly on edge, thinking to themselves, what are these underdressed, entitled, slacker idiots about to do? How loud are they about to be? What uncomfortable thing are they about to yell? But again, I get it. You can't help it, and it's fine in certain settings, but you have no business trick-or-treating. In fact, you should be embarrassed. Don't you look around and think to yourself, hey, everyone here is a kid, These little people come up to my knees. Every adult giving me candy is shooting me death stares. Here's an idea. Take eight bucks from your mom's purse. 
drive her car down to the store and buy a bag of assorted candy. You're going to get a bigger haul in five minutes than you're going to get walking the streets in five hours. And we will all be better for it. Yeah. You know how you feel about high school kids anywhere in public? Yes. Is how I feel about every new golf brand on Instagram. Yeah, (laughs) right. Here's what I did, kids, when I was in high school. Take a note from me. I set up a scarecrow dummy sitting in a chair in front of my parents' doorstep. And I put a big bucket of candy in his lap. And I put a note around his neck that said, take one, please. And I hid on the roof with the hose on and the gun ready to go. (laughs) And every fucker that took more than one got a spray down. And yeah, some of the parents didn't like it and they came up and flashed flashlights at me. What are they gonna do? Climb up on my roof? Bet you won't. That's what I did when I was in high school. And God damn it, that was fun. Good, clean fun. In the Halloween spirit, was I out there in anyone's way, mowing down kids, being annoying as shit? And you know that time when it's like time to take your haul back, your kid's getting tired, you let them stay up a little later than they normally do, they've had more candy than they should have, and it's like, all right, we need to abort mission, get home, scrub this kid down, and put it to sleep. That's when all those fuckers start gaining more steam. They start showing up more and more. And you as a homeowner, you're just like, Are these kids going to come smash my pumpkins tonight? Are they going to do something stupid? It's like, just go away. Don't go away mad. Don't go away bad. Just go away. If you're the parent of a high school kid and they are still trick-or-treating, you are part of the problem. You failed. It's time to sit down that perm cut you've got running around your house and tell him to grow up. Shouldn't you all be at parties anyway? Slow sipping White Claws and making TikTok videos? Leave Halloween to the kids because I saw way too many of you last night, and I don't want to see it again. No. So, did you raid your kids' candy last night when you got back? Here's the deal. I'm not a sweet tooth guy. There's obviously certain candies I like more than others. Once I've had a little bit, it's just, it's too much. I'm the guy that the next morning, I'm fucking throwing it away. If it's there, I'll just find myself peeling a little hit here and there that maybe for a brief instant, it does something for me, and then it's just like, that was stupid. I'd rather eat a steak, black and blue. <laughs> a little blue cheese wedge on the side, fucking Snickers bar. I'm not that guy. I limited myself to four pieces last night, which is about 40 less than normal years for me. But a lot of that has to do with the utter lack of variety in this year's buckets. And I'm just seeing way too much of the same thing. Reese's peanut butter cups, Snickers, Twix, Milky Ways, all great candies. But where's the exotic stuff? Where's the almond joy? Where's the junior mint? Where's the bit oh honey? Let me back up a second. Go ahead. Big almond joy guy right here. It's the coconut baby. And I've always wondered, the mounds, Mm. it's got the same coconut filling, right? But it's dark chocolate, but they don't throw the almonds in it. Does it take a rocket science to figure out we need mounds almond joy combo? Give me the dark chocolate with the almonds. Come on, man. That would be the best. How have we fucked that up this long? Almond Joy is so good. It's so good. But you're right. If you had that Mounds Dark Chocolat on an Almond Joy. Dude, game over. I'll tell you what candy bar I do love. If I'm like ripping the turn and my head's caving in because I'm hungover and I just, I have to eat something now, like my blood sugar's down, I'm on the golf course, I'm dying. Everyone's going to be like, grab a Snickers. No, no, no. You know what the go-to is. I think I know. It's a payday. It's a payday, dude. Dude. Yes. The peanuts. Yep. The nougat, the salt, the chewing of it. You're like, I'll break all my teeth, get 40 cavities, dislocate my jaw. 
this is going down and it's going down right now. Absolutely. You yeah. got to love a payday. You got to love a payday. It is the most aptly named candy bar of all time. You feel like you're cashing a check yeah. and a big one at that. It is quite the payday when you big are- shout out Rich Engel. He turned me on to the paydays when I was a little kid. Payday is a very dad candy bar. It is. You strip away all the nonsense and you just get down to business. How about a Tiger's Milk Bar? Oh, <laughs> Give me a break. The original fucking protein bar, dude. I texted you last night and I said, please prepare your top five lists of candies. Mm. Did you do it? Um, I can just do it off the top of my head. So that's a no. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I do that? Because here's what- I you... read it. It went through my mind. I'm, I'm ready. Okay, go ahead. Payday. Number five. Oh, we're going bottom to top. This is why prepping would help. Oh, well. We always do it in descending order. Who starts at number one? Because everything that comes after number one isn't as meaningful. You've already given your favorite. I go Snickers. No, actually, I go Baby Ruth, Snickers, then Almond Joy, Mounds, Payday. Okay. Could have prepped it, could have gone through it fluently. Instead, you couldn't even figure out what was number one and what was number five. You could have not cared that I didn't. Well, I just knew that you wouldn't. Maybe this is your problem, not mine. You're right. It is my problem. It is. Moving on from Halloween, we have new crew neck pullovers in the store and on the website. Two new, beautifully and classically designed, cozy, comfortable sweatshirts. No hood, of course. We have a Maroon University sweatshirt, very similar to something you'd find in a college bookstore. And a black little ditty with a vintage smoking tom on the front and a nation golf graphic on the back. I love these things. And I would advise, get them while you can. They're going quick. If you're like me and you feel like you need a little more warmth in the fall season as holidays are approaching, you go to nationgolf.com and you check out their newest supply of absolutely fire fleece. Yeah, that's right, folks. I said it. Fire fleece. At nationgolfco.com, you can get crew neck pullover sweatshirts with classic, swanky, vintage style for the low and affordable price. How much are they, Hawk? <laughs> oh, you were doing so good. I know. I was on a roll there. Oh, $59. 59 bucks. $59. I'm going to buy two. Go ahead and shop online right now at nationgolf.com. And don't forget, there's plenty of other stuff to look at, folks. Wow. That was so good. I was about to say better than the Miracle Pill advertisement I heard earlier in the broadcast, but... There was that bit of a stumble when you forgot how much you priced these things for. Yeah, well, this is what you're dealing with. It's as good as you're going to get, folks. Almost great. You can wear these on the golf course over a golf polo. Yeah. You can dress them down, wear them with jeans. Heck, if you're one of those guys that likes to wear sweatpants, you can wear them with that too. I mean, crew neck, you could look like a Metalwood Studio ad. You could put some slides on with some crew socks and some baggy shorts with zippers on the side and then a nation crew neck and screw it all up. Get a buzz cut. But, like, don't do the edges so it looks like you did in your garage, but you know you paid, like, $150 at a salon for it. It's the Metalwood look. You just got to love those Hollywood guys. Do you remember when Metalwood used to make golf clothes? It was a while ago, huh? Yeah. Well, golf clothes, that's subjective, Adam. It really is. Speaking of golf, not a lot of golf to talk about. Neither of us have played since my hole-in-one at Maggie Hathaway Golf Course, but maybe we want to revisit that for just a moment, and really just a moment because we did an entire episode on it last week. But Are we still talking about this? Well, I'm going to give you the floor because you are convinced now more than ever that my hole-in-one at Maggie Hathaway Golf Course simply does not no, count. doesn't count. You came in the day after we recorded the podcast last week and said, look, I got to tell you, man, that's the most bullshit hole-in-one of all time, so much so that you don't even get partial credit for it. No, I, I, I don't think you do. It's not a legit golf course. 
it's not an executive course. It's a pitch and putt. And pitch and putt is one level ahead of a putt-putt golf course. Three messages I've gotten since then, since we put the podcast out, and we really do appreciate everyone who listened to that episode, shared that episode, and responded to that episode. But three messages that really stand out that I received afterwards. My brother Greg, who I love and respect about as much as anyone, said to me, that has to be the worst hole-in-one of all time. (laughs) My friend Brad said to me, Bragging about that hole-in-one is like bragging about an accomplishment at Top Golf. And Mark Warman texted me. Mark Warman, who famously holds the San Clemente Municipal Golf Course course record, texted and said, nice hole-out. Notice I didn't say hole-in-one. Nice hole-out. I think Mark Warman's got it right now that I hear that. Look, I don't know if a hole-in-one counts at a real course. And by real, I mean rated, sanctioned, governed course right? I guess that's how you would describe it. I don't know. You work at the SCGA. I don't know if it would count on a ground under repair tee box when you're hitting off a mat. Hitting off artificial surface with an iron, that's not golf because you can hit it fat and it can still go like 90% distance. That bitch has to be teed up in the ground and you have to interact with the ball and the turf. That's golf. Until there's like a golf course with all artificial turf, like some football field, then what, what are we talking about? The fact that it's a pitch and putt, it's not an actual golf course or an executive course. Like Ben Brown's, that's an executive course. Anne Hathaway, that's a, that's a pitch and putt. She's an actor, <laughs> not a pitch and putt. Maggie Hathaway is a pitch and putt. And I'm I w- sure that place is cool, and I'm sure I would really enjoy it, but I surely wouldn't count a hole in one there. <laughs> I'm not going to debate it any further. We've done this episode before. All I'm going to say is that... If it's a hole-in-one, it's the worst hole-in-one of all time. That is fact. Joe Edder texted me, and he said, how Adam Hawk is it to get a hole-in-one like that for your first one? And I was like, dude, I think that it's either just absolute dumb luck that it works out to fit his bit of a life, or he's hustling us all, and it's just a big stage. He pro-wrestles his life. Maybe like everything you tell me is false. Maybe you've found your way into this company and you're going to sabotage me in the future. I don't know. I don't know what to believe anymore, Adam. I don't know that I need to sabotage you. I think we're already doing a pretty good job of that on our own. You want to sabotage me, folks, is what you do. Sit still and watch me. The one thing that I do want to add to everything that has already been said is that I didn't do a good enough job of explaining how cool and how historical a property Maggie Hathaway Golf Course is. And I'm actually honored to be tied to it. And that is the last I will say about any of this. We move on. We have some business to attend to. Oh, great. There is no Nation Derby this year. Hey, what a run. Let's just put this out there for people to digest. And there's probably a very small select few of you who will understand and know what the hell I'm talking about. A little humble brag through the radio waves. What an unbelievable run from the kid here for financing eight years <laughs> Of a hell of a good time. <laughs> I wonder how much money I actually lost on the fucking derby. Yeah, you certainly weren't making money. And <laughs> when I got to the company and started looking at the books and how much it costs to rent out a golf course on an island resort property, and then how much you were charging your friends to come and play in it, you were quite literally bankrolling this for people. Yeah. Think of the wild times that we created. The ripping and the tearing. And let's not act like 
those can't come back in the near future. We're just not going to do it this year. If you had a Buffalo's milk in front of you right now, would you drink it? Yes. Me too. It's got two bananas in it. Yeah. Who who does that? Would you whack your wiki right now? Oh, fuck yeah. Come on. I'd take the sticker and the hat. Would you hit a bong water? The bong waters, they're okay, but I'd take a lobster dinner at the Lobster Trap. Wouldn't you? And then a little game of pool at the Marlin Club. Come on. Buy a shirt. Maybe two. And then cap it all off at Club Chi. Oh, I mean, if you're not ending at Club Chi and then getting the steak quesadilla in the parking lot by those two guys that make a million dollars a night off everybody that's drunk, what are you even doing? Other bits of business. We are going to be in North County, San Diego, Thursday, November 9th. Mark your calendars. Thursday, November 9th, we are headed down to Dog Leg Brewing in Vista, California. That's Dog Leg Brewing in Vista, California. We're going to join a bunch of other golf vendors down there. And the specific selling of items is skewed towards vintage collectible items. Nobody fits that better than us. So we will be down there slinging vintage apparel and vintage golf collectibles and hanging out and drinking suds. So please come on down and hang out with us November 9th, 5 to 9 p.m., Vista, California, Dog Leg Brewing. So more business to get to. Yes, we are going to have our famous two YouTube shows this holiday season. We will have a Black Friday YouTube show the day after Thanksgiving. We will go live. We will have giveaways. We will have guests. And we will be on your television set. So as the fellowship has morphed into an audio-only experience, we will still be doing the video stuff on Black Friday. And we will again do it a couple of days before Christmas. When we have a firm date, we'll let you know. And that will be our classic Nation Golf Christmas show. We are excited to get back on television and do those two shows live and give away lots of stuff and talk to lots of cool people. You love to see it. You love to hear it. You love to be it. You love to subscribe to it. You love to share it. You love to watch it. So yeah, we'll be back on TV for those two shows. And when we have firm dates, we will let you know. Firm dates. <laughs> so very quickly, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. I really don't because you heard KFOL 690, the position, talk about it before we came on the air. My daughter's soccer team lost their first game this weekend. The undefeated season is over. They are now 8-1 and one with one game left. And look, I'm not going to belabor girls U8 soccer on this show anymore. But this was the first time in my sports parent career that I actually had to check myself because I was pretty annoyed with how bad the coaching was. I thought you're the coach. No, I'm not. Not this oh, season. This maybe season. that's why they're doing so good. <laughs> you know how I mentioned that you never remember anything that you say? Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about this exact topic a couple of episodes ago about how my daughter is thriving because I'm not the coach. And then you said, hey, you can take that whole kind of dynamic and expand it to relationships. You ever try to teach your wife how to ski or play golf? I've tried with my wife. That's how you get to Yeah, hey, there's something we say in Hawaii. It's called hui and kiss. Hui and kiss. Anyway, yeah, pretty annoyed with the coaching. Did they cry? No, they didn't. They didn't give a shit. My daughter cared. Your daughter cared for 10 minutes. Yeah, you're right. 10 minutes. No, they handled it well, and all the parents handled it well. It was fine. It was fine. It was just I didn't understand why you would position my daughter the star athlete my daughter what? why is she on the defensive end yeah and then you're down four nothing and it's like well let's keep her there and it's like hang on a sec why don't you move her to forward she has 16 goals on the season she got put it forward scored a goal instantly and by that time the game was already over yeah i was a bit of a head scratcher wow let me ask you this did the head coach put his daughter at forward he did 
Wow. It's weird how that works. I wonder how I would have known that. It's all good. It's all fun. It's for the kids. Just remember, folks, when you're rooting on your favorite athlete, who's the all-star, he's beloved by everyone, just know that he was politically put ahead of a lot of kids who were just as good or better than him, but just didn't have that lucky straw. Seen it in every sport. Seen my brother go through it. Basketball. I've been through it. Surf. Certain kids get more opportunities than others for political reasons. And a lot of it's the parents, because the parents are involved. And who are the parents looking out for? Number one. Speaking of surf, you mentioned surf. As we get out of here, I want you to tell the people about this incredible, decadent, five-star surf and turf meal that you had over the weekend. You texted me a picture, and quite simply, folks, I was blown away. I was jealous. My mouth was watering. My stomach was growling. Talk to us about this surf and turf meal. When uh, we're doing yard work, working on the fence, painting, lumber, carpentry, landscaping, moving shit, our hands are swollen and boots are dirty and our backs are sweaty. So the family's, we'll go get lunch. We'll be right back. Oh, where are you going? Mickey D's. Sounds good to me. What do you have? Number one, number this, number that? Nope. filet of fish Big Mac, no fries. Fuck fries, dude. Fries are a waste. It's a racket. It's just a filler. It's a distraction. It's a waste. It's all about the sandwiches. For those listening at home, you ever want a poor man's or a blue-collar surf and turf? You get a Big Mac. You open that thing up like a surgeon. You get rid of that flimsy little sister bun that's in the middle. You just disregard that. That's in the trash. Pop open your filet of fish Grab that absolutely scientifically, perfectly manufactured, golden brown, best tasting piece of cod you've ever seen in your life, smothered cheese and tartar sauce. You take that patty as clean as you can. You put it in the middle of your Big Mac, squish that down, call me tomorrow. Every bite I took of that sandwich, I was looking at my family, eating their fries with their dirty little fingers like peasants. And I just smirked, kept it to myself. Cool fries. You want some more ketchup for that? <laughs> Fucking peasants. Little surf and turf. Yeah. Big Mac filet o fish. And on that note, and considering the fact that it's lunchtime, why let's don't we let's go get some surf and turf? <laughs> let's go get some on surf. Me. Let's go get some surf let's and turf. Let's do it. Thank you so much for listening to the fellowship. We appreciate it. Like, subscribe, comment, do all those dumb things. It means a lot to us. We will see you next Monday. It means a lot to you, Adam, because you got to live your dream this morning by doing this little radio bit with the collar and everything. You guys, for everyone watching at home, if you could see this guy right now, he's just so goddamn proud of himself. Good for you, Adam. See you next time. <laughs>